What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Noise Podcast, brought to you by the Noise Podcast Network and sponsored by Stereo Brain Records. I am your host, slash your boy, Chris Pugh, as ever, and I am joined by my very good friend and Mr. Cynical himself, Samuel Lewis, mate, on this fine Friday evening. How are we? We're very well. We're very glad that it's a Friday evening, my friend. How are you? I'm really good. I'm halfway through Scarface. Uh, I've never seen Scarface before, strangely. Like at this point in my life, I'm literally, I'm pretty much 30 years old now gun to my head there and um, pretty much 30 years old there and this is the first evening i've ever watched scarface so me and kath have just watched about half of it and i've just paused it to uh do this podcast and i've got to say i'm really into it although you know how like, there's an obsession with um to- tommy shelby by like kind of working to middle class white males in the 21st century yeah. i can only imagine what what the hype around tony montana was like <laughs> In the eighties, I mean, like I just imagine, like that that he kind of inspired a group of males that really have nothing in common with him and really have no chance of any of ever becoming anything like him to kind of act like him for no reason because I think he's cool. Do you know what I'm getting at there, like with the Tommy Shelby thing? Yes, yes, I do. Um, I can imagine that there were scores of guys that bought Hawaiian shirts and started yeah. cigarettes. and like, opened the collars out like really wide for no real reason, and, <laughs> and then just started being. Be- but like didn't have the balls to deal drugs, so they just started being overly aggressive to like people that sold them sandwiches. Um, and using words like main for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just just like getting really aggressive in just like perfectly normal scenarios. So it's just like you're just being really aggressive to a train conductor for no reason. Um I I like that we opened with an attack on this bullshit fake Sigma male thing that's going on um on the internet, like smoking roll-ups and wearing a hat. Um, means that you can pretend that you're in a in a in a gang. It, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It's like um, it's like when we started the, the 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 internet memes really did begin, and it was like a picture of Rihanna and some generic like um self affirming don't let the haters in kind of meme. yeah yeah. When people are sharing it as if like a Rihanna said it and b Rihanna said it about your exact scenario. Like, I'm sure Darren will text back eventually. I don't think we need to get pop stars into this, really. Oh, like, and the idea of, like, where, like, it would to be talking about roaming better on your own. It's better if you believe in yourself. And there's, like, a random picture of a lion there for no oh, reason. Oh, it's like, God. what's this lion got to do with this? It's always one of, like, four pictures. It's Tommy Shelby. They're all smoking. Yeah, Tom Hardy's usually used as well. Tom Hardy's another big one. Legend in the back of the the car, just like yeah, that. yeah. Um, just like if she interrupts your peace, then she is not worth it. You fucking slay. <laughs> it's just that type of stuff in the back, in the background. Um, I'm scared already of the stills that are coming out from Oppenheimer, which is a thinner, oh yeah, yeah, gaunt Cillian Murphy, who again obviously smokes. Um, I just there's gonna be um things like I've overcome things that you could never possibly understand. Be kind always, and then next to the guy that invented the nuclear bomb, like it's just gonna be so absurd. Um, I'm just every day we stray further from God. Like, man, I love I love Cillian Murphy and I love Al Pacino, but sometimes you gotta ask. Was this good for society? Uh, and I, <laughs> you and wonder, I'm not sure. You whether... to yourself at this point halfway through Scarface. So when's he get the scar? What's that all about? <laughs> I'm not sure whether I'm not sure whether Al Pacino and Cillian Murphy's portrayals of Tony Montana and Tommy Shelby are good for society, regardless of how much I might enjoy them. <laughs> um, 
We should tell you who we are because this is getting ridiculous quick. Uh, we are the Noise Podcast. We are a rock and metal show. We usually come to you at least once every fortnight with a record uh, of particular interest to us, as you've seen by the title of this episode today. We're talking about Currents, The Death We Seek. Uh, there's been plenty more going on uh, uh, around the channel over the past couple of weeks and in the future as well. We have got reviews on the new Unearth album coming up as well. Uh, we've also got reviews based on, depending on, I'm looking at my time schedule here, I'm going to do my best to chat about the new Enforced record as well, uh, because that's something I would like to discuss on the channel. Uh, but it, it, the best way if you can support us is by liking slash subscribing on YouTube. Uh, the best thing you could do as well is follow us on Twitter at Noise Podcast or at Noise UK if you want to follow the general website handle. Uh, that would be a fantastic way to help us. We're available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts we will be there and just to reiterate the best way to support us is by liking subscribing following based on whichever service you are using uh, Sam, as always, let's get straight into this here. Uh, so, Currents of Death We Seek uh, is out on May 5th via Sharp Town Records. It is Currents' third full-length studio record and the follow-up to 2020's The Way It Ends. Uh, Sam, let's just open with this, really. I mean, I I've just been a massive purveyor of Currents since I first discovered them, just before the way ends era. Uh, I mainly found out about them because I've got a strong uh, adoration for Sharptown and the bands on their roster. I had a look at the bands on their roster and I thought, oh, Currents is one I've not heard. And as soon as I checked them out, uh, I listened to the I Let the Devil in EP and I was like, yep, this is a band for me. Uh, this is absolutely a band that uh, do exactly the things I want them to do with metalcore. And, you know, let's just kind of speak with that for a second because Currents are a metalcore band, or I'd say a modern metalcore band, at the to at a time where they are swinging punchy with the likes of Polaris, Invent, Animate, um, Make Them Suffer would be another band that I'd say they share similarities to. Uh, in in some vague, vague minor sense, uh, I might also mention like Alpha Wolf as well in terms of the production. Uh, of the record, not in terms of the hardcore sound, but like, in terms of areas of the way the records are produced. So Currents are, like, for me, uh, at the forefront of modern metalcore. I'd, I'd say that kind of, like, it's unquestionable, really. Um, and I thought The Way It Ends was a great record. It was up in my uh, album of the year, top 10, I believe, for 2020. I know that you were somewhat of a fan, but I don't ever really remember you talking to me about Currents in great um interest or detail uh was it the kind of situation where you liked them when i played them but had no desire to have a personal interest i really like i really like the last record the 2020 album which the was ends. the way it ends yeah big yeah. fan of that um poverty of self and a flag to wave just brilliant songs yeah let's go uh brilliant metalcore really like the um really like the vocals or like the um harsh kind of throaty sound of the vocalist he always sounds like he's just about to lose his voice and i just think it gives it gives a good different kind of edge to the um to the melodic section and the guitar work is really great um they've never progressed beyond very good for my for my subjective taste i've never think i've never sat down and thought of them the way that i think about a band like malevolence for example just like a massive metal band that i'm really into or even alpha wolf for me, they they sit on um, a sort of secondary, very good metalcore band tier that I would now put like August Burns Red after their last record on. They're kind of on that sort of par as well for me. I think they're really good, but yeah, I don't think they've transcended to great. 
um, from my personal my personal taste. So just as we get into the album then, Sam, uh, let me ask you this then. Uh, would you take this over Polaris's last record? Would you take The Death We Seek over the last Polaris album? Oh, that's a close one. Um, I think I think Polaris are probably the band that are closest to Currents in terms of quality of output, in my mm. opinion. I I know that you want a straight answer, but if I can equivocate for just a second. No, you uh, must give me a straight answer in the thing, boss. <laughs> I would say that this album did not excite me the way that Polaris's album excited me at the time. I, was, I remember being obsessed with it. When yeah. I first when I first heard it, and this didn't have that kind of impact on me. However, looking at it with more an objective eye, um, I would say that this has more depth and intertextuality and a deeper songwriting, um, deeper sense of songwriting variety, I guess, for want of a better phrase. Polaris, it did... It's like Polaris did exactly what I want a metalcore album to do. Yeah. To like the nth degree. The recipe was absolutely perfect. I might as well have had my name on it. Um, but I can appreciate that Currents do more, objectively speaking, even though it's perhaps not exactly to what I would like. So Pol- I'm, just for full disclosure, I'm a massive um, purveyor, to, excuse me, to use your word, of technical guitar-led metalcore. Yes. Um, big Finahas guy, big Polaris guy. My favorite parts of metalcore albums are like the high pitched breakdowns with the, the the sort of lead running over the top guitar solos, harmonies, things like that. So just for just for just for full disclosure, whereas I think Currents don't quite sit in that super technical metalcore role, but they they flit into it, and that's why I enjoyed this tremendously because it flitted in enough for me. But what I will say is that this is probably a better album um, for its versatility and depth than Polaris's record, even though Polaris is probably more more aligned to my tastes. Interesting. Um, I thought you might stick to your guns and stick with Polaris there. Um, but I, th- I think before we start talking about the song, Sam, I know that me, you and Leon, our co-best friend, talk about and quite laugh about my obsession with Chris Wiseman. But just non-satirically. Sometimes you I'm, show I'm, his name. Randomly, like yeah. He's, he's, he's amazing. Oh my God, that's Chris Wiseman's music. <laughs> <laughs> but Sam, seriously, I'm going to assume that the difference maker for you that would nudge Currents just above Polaris is Chris Wiseman. I'm just going to assume he's the reason, Sam. Yeah, he's the best member of the band. Yeah, he's the best yeah. member of the band in a band where they've got Brian Wyle, who's a fantastic vocalist as well. And yes. um, so, yeah, I, I, like the, the me, you, and Leon might take the mick out about my obsession with Chris Wiseman, but for me, he he's he's the strongest cog that moves currents towards being at the forefront of of modern metalcore. Uh, so, and we're going to talk about That's that in more so. detail. <laughs> we're going to talk about that in more detail. I've got no doubt. So, as we speak, the death we seek. So Alone, Remember Me, and uh, Vengeance are the singles. Uh, so we won't discuss those, because uh, if you're a big Currents fan, which I'm assuming you are if you're here, uh, you've already heard those, and you can go and listen to them right now. Uh, so Sam, I'll hand over to you uh, to talk about uh, Living in Tragedy or Unfamiliar. 
whichever one of those <clears> two <throat> you'd like. So, but I, I, before you begin, sorry, I love this album. I think this album's amazing, and it's probably my favorite album of the year so far. I think this is incredible. The currents have outdone themselves, and I believe, as we speak, modern metalcore currents are the best band after this album in modern metalcore. I just want to make that uh, my. <laughs> I made that my opening statement in case anyone was curious what I actually think. And uh, to Sam, conclude, I'm going to uplift my shirt, which says, I love Chris Wiseman on my chest. <laughs> so I'm going to hand over to you, mate. Um, this is a this is a great metalcore record. It's a great metalcore record. It does it does everything that you're going to want uh, from a metalcore standpoint. But I don't even want to talk about it from a metalcore standpoint. Um, I want to talk about the fact that this band has deliberately taken steps forward in the songwriting and deliberately taken steps forward in the musicality and the use of different instruments and the expansion of the vocals and the depth of the melody. And the songwriting is better. It's less formulaic. It's less predictable. Um, So let's just, for the purposes of keeping it interesting, you're a Currents fan listening. Chris thinks it's the best metalcore album of the year, probably the best album of the year so far. I think it's a great metalcore record. And let's just both agree that it contains everything that a metalcore album should. And then put that to one side because I just want to talk about the other stuff. The other Sounds stuff great. What, yep. Is the other stuff what differentiates it here? Um, yeah, I'm curious what your what the details what, of your differentiation comments will be because I've got a few that I've thought of and I'm curious if we align. So sorry if I interrupted there. No, um, no, not at all. Ahead. Not at all. Um, obviously, we'll go and sort of... Um, like chronological section. So I'll leave the thoughts of this, the second half of the album for when we get round to that. So we'll just start at the earlier sections. The yeah. things the things that set um, set this album apart from the opening two songs, Living in Tragedy and Unfamiliar, which I'd like to start with uh, Living in Tragedy. Um, for a start, um, the band, after writing a, a great opening, which follows all of the current tropes in The Death We See, which is a terrific opener. Amazing. Um, kicks, kicks, if you're looking for reassurance... Um, you find it immediately in the death we seek. And then we move on to Living in Tragedy that's got a four to the floor, stomping, um, methodical riff that I, I'm not sure Currents would have not settled for is the right idea, but opted as an introduction feels like actual musical change for them. But the section that's very, very interesting is an electronic section before the verse arrives in, um, in Living in Tragedy. Just a hint of a synth. And it's the foreshadowing of things to come a little bit later. Um, and and on top of that, the chorus is great, but what they do later in the song is they rotate the screaming and the harsh singing um, towards each other and they intertwine. Rather than rather than it being separate, dueling banjos, your turn, my turn type stuff, there's an integration, and, and I, I, I thought that was really, really nice. There's an increase in tension before a slower breakdown. There's a What's noticeable here is a juxtaposing heaviness between the off notes, the stab chords. There's a growl and it comes back nice and circular with the main riff returning again with that beat coming back. And there's a lot of stuff here where percussion is used as a, a songwriting motif where it's circular and it returns back to that rhythmic pattern that we saw at the start. And bottom line, Chris, as much as you like Chris Wiseman, as much as you like Currents, it's probably fair to say that they followed a blueprint on their last record in 2020. That they have not, that they have abandoned to a certain degree here, or at the very least they've adapted and changed. And Living in Tragedy is the first indicator that this album is a step forward for the band from a songwriting standpoint, and a welcome addition of depth and colour, a widening of the palette, so to speak. And, and that is very clear on this song, that contains enough of the metalcore tropes that 
maintain your kinship with the band if you are interested in that specifically while also widening out its perspective with these other elements I'm so used to metalcore being a turn-taking environment for bands that when that's abandoned, I find that very exciting um, because it shows that the songwriters are not seeing a song as a collection of bricks that just sort of go in a formulaic order. They see a, a genuine sort of serpentine meshing together of ideas. And when that starts happening, then you would lock all these other doors. Then you start looking into what really talented bands are starting to put together um, which sounds like the last August Burns Red record, the, the sort of stuff that Periphery do to a lesser degree. And that's that's a really exciting um, start for me. So I think Living in Tragedy is one of the first real uh, examples to me where the band are going beyond what we'd expect from them after their last record. Wanted to point out on the end of that, Sam, that Living in Tragedy might be the heaviest song currents I've ever written. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't, I don't think so. I think there are heavier songs on this album. Oh really, mate? That ending forty seconds. Yeah, nasty as hell. But do you do you not think? Do you think it's heavier than Vengeance? Do you think it's heavier than the last minute and a half of Beyond the Road? Beyond this road. That, that those final forty seconds, mate. I really feel like are up there with the most punishing forty seconds I've ever heard from Currents. Yeah, I absolutely agree. That it's 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 comparable. But I think as a clear winner, I think I think I I'm not sure. Interesting. Um, I'm curious how to to see how that lies. I mean, I I suppose really it's tomato tomato really that we're discussing here. Like which one's heavier? Uh, well, I think this one's heavier. No, I think this one's heavier. Like uh, Reddit's comment section. This is. Like, <laughs> no one's yeah. doing this. Tommy Shelby's turned up. Tom Hardy, Tony Montana. They were they were debating break door, break down heaviness. What have we become? What have we become? Um, <laughs> no, the the comments you made there about the idea of currents like breaking out and kind of flexing and fledging their wings into something uh, fully, more fully developed and something more expansive. I totally agree. And that uh, appears quite a lot, actually, throughout this album, which I wouldn't have expected. Like, the first time I heard The Death We Seek, the title track, first of all, I was like, this is amazing. But I fully expected that that would be by far the most... Uh, open and expansive and uh, kind of infectious track on the album, hence it being selected first. It's actually not the case, I'm, I'm delighted to report. I actually think that uh, The Death We Seek, the title track, there's there's a few songs on this album that are better than it. Not many, because that song is incredible, but there's a few songs that are better than it. Um, in terms of Unfamiliar, Look at this gorgeous bending guitar work from Chris Wiseman. Uh, even with Brian in the band, we mentioned this. I think Chris is the heart and soul of Currents. Uh, opens up with this kind of twisting guitar line. The chorus is an example of why I think Currents are ahead of most of the most of the bands in modern metalcore, and they do have a chance of really becoming the flagship modern metalcore band. I do feel in the same way that Knocked Loose are the flagship modern hardcore band. Uh, they've got this lovable, infectious chorus that kind of draws you in but then it's so clever how they write like this the chorus then wraps itself around these spellbinding riffs from chris and ryan the lead and rhythm guitarists it's just this phenomenal apex modern metalcore track there's a huge monolithic closing breakdown that just throws itself into your face out of nowhere as well sort of superb way to conclude and if you think about it sam we've got the title track living in tragedy unfamiliar and so alone as the quadrant that open this album. Not bad, is he? 
because that, no, that, no, that, that, that is a solid solid quadrant of songs uh to hit you from the outset on this album i think this it, it i think this album starts strong sam and i don't think it ever really wavers i feel like this stays at a consistent great level throughout personally i didn't feel any dips in this album no no i think i think it at the very least sort of stays in third gear i thought i thought vengeance that even though it was chosen as a single, it felt like a very run-of-the-mill current song in comparison yeah. to some of the others. Yeah, that one is uh, expectation, bread butter stuff. Yeah, that is the that's possibly the one where if you know if it wasn't a single, we'd fully discuss it. But that possibly is the one where it's oh right, yeah, more of this. That's cool. Uh, yeah, but everywhere else, everywhere else, there's a huge hook that just draws you in, uh, just literally littered across the entire album. I would agree with that. I think. Um... I, I when I first listened to the album, I felt that the the, strong, the opening four songs, like you mentioned, was the strongest part of it. I listened to it again today, and I actually thought the last three songs were my favourite sections of the album. And I think that I think that that's actually taking place. It gives an indication of what you're what you're referring to there, where it's a a extension of quality. And you're right; doesn't appear to rely on singles to carry the whole album through. Um, it has it has a real sense of depth and a real sense of strength. If you if we ignore so alone because the single, as we mentioned, which by the way is an incredible song, that's um, amazing. I love the chorus on that. Absolutely. And you talk about over and over, um, and beyond this road. Um, the opening the opening riff on there is just fantastic with the 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 hot the the, the, the juxtaposition of the high pitched and and then the lower rhythmic stuff in the opening riff is just phenomenal. And it the the fact that it changes pace but also then man- manages to use the clean riff as like a repeating motif i just i just i'm in love with and then beyond this road the rollicking start was like oh this is what wage war want to sound like um yeah like if they were like yeah. really 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 good um no offense to wage war they're a good band um which has classic top tier this is what i metal. this is like like a model paragraph for what a great metalcore song starts like do you know what i mean like it's just the perfect uh perfect example and like I said, this 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 is the argument that I would have had with you, where it's like I feel that the second half of this is as heavy as they sound on this entire record, and they're able to just drop this in in the center of the album prior to Vengeance, and then we'll obviously discuss uh, the second half of the album in due course. But I think the last three songs are just phenomenal as well. Well, I wanted to mention a bit over and over because oh, listening to over and over is where I realize what what it is that makes currents just better than most bands in their stratosphere on over and over and they do this better than almost any band i can think of not just in uh, the metalcore sphere just in alternative music in general in the chorus of over and over they use these dual layer of screams and melodic vocals and the screams sit underneath uh, Brian's mix as he's doing the melodic vocals. Not really something they could replicate live for obvious reasons, but it sounds yes. incredible. Yes. It it's, sounds it's really unbelievable. How the, when the screams run just underneath the, the you melody. You can do that. That can, oh play that. that can play that over the PR. 
I suppose they could play it over the PA, but I just I, I'm not sure whether I'm not sure how pretentious they are about. You no, know, we only want to play what we can play. Do you know what I mean? Do you know like mm-hmm. uh, something I'd imagine Periphery would say like, no, we're not going to play over the PA. We're, we're going to play what we play. Um, but it, so, so I'm not sure whether currency that's something that they'd choose to do. Uh, obviously, it's not something they could naturally do. They would need to play it through the system, regardless. Um, it's it's what makes them stand out for me. Like it, it, it sounds amazing. Uh, the chorus on over and over. I must have listened to it like six times in a row. I was like, the way they're doing this is incredible. And that's not even mentioning uh, the riff and instrumental work that goes behind over and over, which of course is superb. You mentioned Beyond This Road, which I think has the tonality and structure of a track either found on the place I feel safest, which is um, Current's first full-length record. But the progression they've made just kind of slaps you across the face, because once they break away from the chorus, there's a little mini unpredictable punished instrumental that gets those piercing, stabbing guitar lines and growls in. And then reverts back into the chorus line. And just these little tricks and flicks and switches that currents use that that makes that makes them just phenomenal uh, to listen to as a metalcore fan. I wanted to um quickly talk about Gone and Stray, Sam. Uh, in the sense that I think that it, something clicked for me when listening to Gone Astray that I realized that actually. This sounds like a negative, and just stick with me because I'm going to make it particularly clear what I mean by this. This record does utilize a blueprint and the same tricks and kind of rearranges it into different forms, pretty much. Technical riff, fluctuating riff patterns, skyscraping chorus, possible breakdown, heart to the floor drums. But the reason that's not a problem is because currents are so good. Uh, writing in this style that every song somehow feels fresh unique within itself there's always some huge infectious chorus there's always some stargazing riff that chris wiseman's going to drop out there's always this slamming breakdown that appears literally like a wave out of nowhere this record isn't this expansive creative uh genre bending piece of music but what it is it's just phenomenal at what it does and me and you often criticize uh albums that stick at a similar pace or pull the same trick off what i realized sam is pulling the same trick off isn't the problem if you're really good at it if you're yeah. really really good at it unlike bear tooth who aren't really good at the trick they try and pull off they're good at doing it once or twice currents are amazing at doing the trick they're phenomenal at writing songs that fit within that blueprint yeah i would agree with that it's it's like my dad says like writing the same albums over and over again he's all right if you're icdc or the ramones because you're yeah. icdc or the ramones um yeah. but it's it's now good if you're other bands um, I want to I wanted to sort of conclude my thoughts by agreeing with that. I think um, Gone Astray was the first uh, the first song where I really felt that like, oh my god they're going a little bit further than they're typically used to. The synthly opening yeah. use of the piano as part of the breakdown. Um, can we talk a little bit about Guide of Sound because I think this is the best song on the album. That's interesting. You go for it. Not one that I choose as the best, but it's a beautiful song, mate. Let's go. Yeah. To the floor um, It's like that Bernie Sanders meme where it's like I am once again telling you that I love the last song on any album. <laughs> Because yeah. it's what seems to happen. I, I, because what tends to be is the last song seems to be the one where they like, all right, let's make it a little softer with a big guitar solo in. And I'm just like, yeah, that's my favourite. I like it when you do that. Um, but the melodic open, I think, is beautiful. The mix of piano. I think the vocals here, the combining 
the melodic vocals and the chorus with a breakdown. That was so clever where they continued the chorus, but they changed the backing behind it with the breakdown riffs and they changed the tempo entirely. And it just led beautifully into this solo that was the, for Chris Wiseman, the temptation for many metal guitarists is I'll just play as fast as possible all the time. I love that he does this thing at the start of his guitar solos where he repeats a melody, repeats a figure from earlier, repeats something in the key of the chorus, and then allows it to run right back into um, the actual, like the fast paced stuff that really elicits the pace of the whole song as well. I just think, I think it's a beautiful song and I think it's really impressive. And this last trio of songs at the, the conclusion of the record is the, is is the moment where I felt that this was taking larger steps beyond its genre and what what it was, um, what I expected of it going into the album. It, it's it caps off an incredible record. I think that's a, a fantastic place for us to wrap this up. To be honest, Sam, uh, I think currents here have really reached new ground not in terms of sonically not in terms of pushing themselves creatively but i think currents have gone from a very good metalcore band in my opinion to be one of the great modern metalcore bands of our generation that we've got running at the moment i, I would be very surprised if i stumbled across a metalcore album that i prefer to this metalcore album i'm not saying it's gonna be my album of the year but what I would say is it's going to be up there and I'll be surprised if I hear a metalcore album better than it. Just to close off, pure curiosity for me, are you taking this over August Burns Red? Oh, God. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a fight to the death in which my final decision will be made about two days before album of the year podcast. Well, that in itself tells me everything that I need to know because you adored, as did I, that August Burns Red album. And we were just so happy that this band that we'd kind of written off that would just be 7 out of 10 for the rest of their career actually turned up like an 8.5 slash possibly 9 out of 10 right when you didn't expect it. Um, that's where we're going to leave off uh, this episode of The Noise Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please listen to The Death We Seek on the 5th of May by Currency. It is truly, truly phenomenal. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Noise Podcast slash at Noise UK. Uh, please subscribe slash like slash follow depending on whichever service you are using. There is loads more content coming your way. We've got uh, reviews on Unearth. Uh, enforced depending on uh, time my hands we've got review on Vale of Maya's new album coming up as well so podcast is going to be busy uh, please subscribe and support us thank you so much for listening enjoy the death we see by current on the 5th of May it is a truly phenomenal album uh, thank you for listening we love you bye <laughs>